Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Shared Teaching Podcast with your host, Susan. And today is episode number 47, where I am giving you a little peek inside a typical day in my second grade classroom for writer's workshop. Now, I know trying to juggle all the components and fit in those pieces of writer's workshop can be difficult, and I'm hoping that today's episode will kind of show you just how simple I like to make it and how hopefully you can take that into your own classroom. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, My current second grade classroom has about nine students with pretty significant behaviors. And then in addition to that, I have a different set of nine students that have IEPs. Now they can range in anything to quite significant impairments to not needing too much extra support. But just to throw that out there, that's pretty high percentage of behaviors and IEPs combined together. And then, as if that's not enough, if you look at my class as a whole, a large percentage of my class is one or two grade levels behind in their literacy, and I only have six students that are at or above grade level. So most of my students are struggling, and to say that I'm struggling is also a little bit of an, inner, of an understatement, but I have seen improvement in their writing and their scores from the beginning of the year, which is good because now we're about to wrap up the school year. So I love to teach writing using my version of a modified writer's workshop, and I find that this really helps me to help keep all the students on the same page so I don't do any kind of status of the class check-ins. And it's easier for me to manage since I have such a variety of students at different levels. Some can write independently, some are still struggling with letter sounds, and yes, my friends, I did say second grade and struggling with letter sounds. So hopefully you can feel my pain. The pandemic really made that gap a whole lot wider. So writing is tending to be a little bit more difficult in the classroom, But stick with me, it's not impossible. Okay, so if you're interested in learning more about a breakdown of what exactly Writer's Workshop is, I do have another podcast episode or blog post if you prefer to read, and that is going to be episode number 39. So you can find that on my blog, sharedteaching.com forward slash podcast, and then you can search for it. Or you can also find it under the Literacy tab, again, sharedteaching.com. Okay, so moving on, 
is my typical daily writing workshop schedule. So it kind of varies depending on what the mini lesson is, but overall, I only have 45 minutes for my writing. And that's not nearly enough time, but that's all the time they give me. And I try very, very hard to keep those 45 minutes intact in one lump. Okay, so first we have a mini lesson, then we have independent writing, then we have share time. So all together, three components, 45 minutes. Now the mini lesson is what I consider the I do and the we do portion of my teaching. And that can range from five to 15 minutes. Then we have the independent writing, which is you do, right? Because the students are doing that. That's their job. You are doing it. (laughs) And odd amount of minutes, but 37 to 25, depending on how much time the mini lesson takes. And so that is kind of a fluctuating time, that independent writing time. And then the last third component is share time, and that's three to five minutes. Short and sweet. It's the name of the game, and this is how I fit it in. So let's start with the Writer's Workshop mini lesson, the I do, we do. So Writer's Workshop in my second grade class begins, of course, with the mini lesson. Emphasis here on the word mini. Now, depending on the focus for the day's lesson, it can last from 5 to 15 minutes, and I try very hard to keep my lessons short and concise so that I can save the most amount of time for my students to independently write. Now, if you're familiar with Lucy Calkins, and I know a lot of you are because it's quite a popular program that most schools might purchase, and she is how I originally started running my mini lessons. So I choose my mini lessons ahead of time when I map out my units. So I kind of look at more like a backwards planning design. And I see if my students are struggling after a particular lesson, then I will address that in the conferences, unless it's the majority of the class that struggles with that lesson. And that to me is a signal that I need a second mini lesson on that same exact focus. So on days when my writer's workshop mini lesson is running long, typically that's a day I might be sharing a mentor text. And then the class is having a discussion about that mentor text about the particular writing technique that I'm using the mentor text to showcase. Now, if it's a shorter day, my mini lesson is probably only covering something like the proper way to use quotation marks, which comes from my fiction writing unit. So sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long. Like I said, it really depends on what I'm trying to teach them, how much vocabulary I'm having to embed in the lesson. So that kind of varies my mini lesson time. I do project slides onto my smart board, which isn't so smart because it's not touch sensitive anymore. (laughs) So it's a glorified projector. But I project those lessons onto my smart board and it just gives a visual for the students to understand what I'm talking about. I'm not the quickest and the neatest writer and I'm not super great with drawing so I prefer to have a computer created anchor chart that is basically in the form of a PowerPoint slideshow and that is what I'm sharing with my students during this lesson okay now I also have my document camera connected and 
After I go through the vocabulary, I do portion where the students are just listening. Then we do a you do portion. So in the you do portion, I am on my document camera. Maybe I'm showing an example of like how to craft a sentence, how to sound out the sentence if it's the beginning of the school year. The students might be following along on their own whiteboards, or maybe we are creating a planning map for a brainstorm of a story that we will be doing. So it really kind of varies a lot. There's so, so, so many different writing lessons that you can do. So I try to focus on just one thing. So I'm not going to be showing them grammar plus stretching out sounds plus how to draw their picture all in one lesson. I'm only going to pick one of those because that's three separate mini lessons that I just listed. The mini lesson can include a mentor text read aloud. It doesn't have to every time, but you can also refer back to the same mentor text throughout a unit, which is what I typically like to do. You should focus on only one writing element, and by that I mean what is your main focus for that particular lesson for that day. Think about how you teach other subjects. If you're teaching grammar, you're only teaching about nouns that day. You're not throwing everything under the sun about them. You know, you're not teaching all types of nouns, especially if you're in the lower grades. You're teaching, you know, just your proper nouns. And then the next day, you're teaching maybe how to find and capitalize proper nouns. So you're breaking it down into mini chunks. You want to think about that when you're writing your mini lessons. And I'm going to have more information on that in upcoming episodes. So I'm not going to dive into too much more of that. So like I said before, my lessons typically follow the I do, we do, you do format of teaching. The I do part of the lesson usually introduces or reviews my vocabulary And then during the we do, the students are helping me with ideas. They're beginning to create that plan I talked about. We're doing a quick activity on their whiteboards, maybe like finding vivid verbs. And that is my mini lesson portion. The next section of Writer's Workshop is the independent writing. This is your biggest chunk and your biggest bang of your buck, right? You want to make sure that students are writing and they're writing every day. As much time as you can afford to give them to just write. So this is the you do portion. And this is where your students are just simply writing. And my mini lesson from the earlier section always concludes with a student task. So students are very clear what to be doing next. So if you look at the actual blog post. If you're not driving, you're going to go to shareteaching.com forward slash writers dash workshop, and you'll be able to see the picture. And my independent writing section just simply has slides that say on your own. And then it's either a handout or when I was teaching virtually, the students actually got a copy of that slide from Google Classroom that they would fill out electronically. And independent writing uses the writing process. So I teach my students, we plan, we, you know, we, we make a plan, we brainstorm, we do all those things. So we're making a plan, then we're actually writing, and then we pick something to go into publishing where we revise and then we edit. So I'm teaching them that whole writing process, 
but I'm not necessarily doing it all in one day. Sometimes it's spread across several weeks and we don't publish something for two, three weeks. So don't feel like you have to go through the writing process every single day or, okay, today we're planning, tomorrow we're writing, then we're publishing. It doesn't have to be that quick. Real authors don't go through it that quick of a cycle either. Okay, we want to make sure that we give the students a clear task. And then this time with independent writing is where we hold our conferences. And I prefer small group conferences. So typically the whole class is working on the same task. As I mentioned, this is the task that's assigned at the end of the mini lesson, the I do, we do. Then I'm going to tell them what the you do part is, and then they go to their desk, which they're normally already at. But when I was teaching first grade, they were on the carpet, and they had to actually physically go back to their desk. But now I teach in a class that's too small to have a carpet. <laughs> so they open up their writing notebooks, or they write on the loose-leaf piece of paper I've handed out to them. So um, again, I'm not a fan of having the whole class on different parts of the writing process. I know there's a lot of status of the class, check-ins, move your name on the pencil according to what process you are in the writing. And that can be really confusing for first and second graders, especially when they're still learning just how to write a story in general. So it could work for you, which is fine. That's you. For myself, I don't find that that works. I've tried it out, so I always recommend you do try things before you say for sure, nope, that's not for me, or oh my gosh, I love this, I'm only ever going to do it this way. Give this way I'm telling you a try and see if that doesn't make your whole writing workshop work a little bit more smoothly. Some days during independent writing, we're doing like a circle map plan or some other type of brainstorming. So I like to teach them different thinking maps, so circle map, tree map, and that okay. serves as our brainstorm for so, our story or our research report. And other days, they're taking from that plan, and they're learning how to write the story using that plan. Or they're on the computers taking notes for the research papers, which is what we happen to be learning about right now. Independent writing time in Writer's Workshop really can vary based on what style of writing we are doing. So like I said, if it's opinion writing, then they might actually be writing an opinion almost every day because that can be a short piece of work. If I'm teaching them how to write a paragraph, again, that's something that we might be practicing almost on a daily basis. But if it's something that's a bigger thing, like a report project, that's something that might take several days, if not a few weeks to cover. So really, it depends how much writing they're actually doing. And planning is also a good part of the writing process. If they set up their plan correctly, then they'll be more successful when they go to write their stories. Okay, so writing conferences should be held during writer's workshop. And if I'm really honest, I don't always get to writing conferences. So shh, let's keep that between you and me. So <laughs> this happens, especially if it's a day when I have a really long mini lesson and I've shared like a good mentor text that's pretty lengthy. So when I do have writing conferences, I try to meet with students as a small group, similar to how I would run my reading groups. Now, my groups are determined when the class sets their writing goals, which I've talked about as well in a different podcast episode. I believe it was called Setting Student Learning Goals. 
And that is episode number 35, if you wanted to take a listen to that. Or again, you can also go and find the blog post also under uh, my podcast tab on sharedteaching.com. And you can see the pictures and that kind of really helps you get a good visual of what I'm talking about. Okay, so my groups are determined when we set our writing goals. And then, of course, we're reviewing those writing goals all throughout the year. Now, I try to meet with groups no more than five students at the same time, and they should typically be on the same goal. That would be their group they're with. Now, if I have an outlier, maybe I would just pull them aside and meet one to one. to one. Because like they said, this year I have like six students that are really on and above grade level. And when I'm saying above grade level, it's pretty significant compared to the rest of the class. So that child would get met with me individually more than they would get met together as a small group. Okay, now typically we review the goal at first, and then I'll ask anyone if they want to share where in their writing that they think they've met that goal. And we all kind of take a look at the writing, and then I will need either a whiteboard or a loose leaf piece of paper, and I will model if I'm seeing that they're not quite grasping how to meet that goal. So I'll share a couple of examples and say, okay, well, here's what you're trying to do. So if it's where to put a sentence, I will model how I like to count out my words on my fingers, and then I write lines, and then I add my period or other punctuation mark to conclude that sentence. And then that just gives students a visual of where their sentences will end. So they're not run-on sentences and things like that. So it really kind of depends what their goal is for how I'm going to approach those mini lessons. Now, the last thing we have is the Writer's Workshop Share Time. Now, I firmly believe that students get the most value from seeing other each other's writing, but I know it's not always realistic to have students sharing their work. So by setting a timer, I make sure that I preserve those last five minutes of writer's workshop and make sure that this is a component that's going to happen each and every day we have writer's workshop, which ideally is five days a week if it's not a holiday or something. So if you only have five minutes for share time, the best way to maximize your maximize your time is to have sharing partners. And once again, I guess I have a lot of different posts about writing and um, things like that. But I did talk a little bit about sharing partners and how I assign those partners in my blog post, Helping Struggling Writers by Differentiating. And that, my friends, is, I believe... Episode number 37, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, so a lot of teachers like to use author's chair to celebrate the writers sharing their work, which is fine and dandy, but again, I am so limited on time with only 45 minutes, and I want to maximize my time, so I don't have time for an author's chair. Typically, an author's chair, you would call one person over to share their writing. The whole class would applaud for them, maybe say a compliment. Then you would call the next person to the author's chair. But if you have a large class, you know, 25 to 30 kids, 
it's going to take 25 to 30 days to get all the different students to share. And some students are really uncomfortable sharing in the whole front of the whole class. They get very nervous. So I like to just have the writing partner share. And then sometimes if students want to share whole class, that's always an option. And I kind of like to squeeze that in during that like weird, awkward time of like before the tardy bell rings and we're still waiting for kids to show up and we haven't gone to breakfast yet. So that's a good time where you can sneak in some students to share as well. Okay, so whatever works for you, try it. If you can fit in doing author's chair, I say go for it because author's chair can be a lot of fun, especially if you dress it all up, make it very fancy. Kids will love it. Okay, so I want to know which part of Writer's Workshop feels most doable for you. Is it the mini lessons? Is it the independent writing with the conferences? Is it the share time? Which one of those components is going to make it seem like it's super easy for you? And then which are those might you still struggle with? So feel free to leave me a message. You can DM me from Instagram at shared teaching, or you can reply to the blog post for today's episode. You can leave me a review in iTunes. However, you want to get a hold of me, you can and just let me know what can I help you with when it comes to writing? Where are you struggling and how can I support you best? So I appreciate so much your listening and make sure you tune in next Wednesday for another episode of the Shared Teaching Podcast. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on sharedteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. on back to um, 